Hello and welcome to another episode of the Owner's Box. This is Andy Haynes and I am joined by uh, owner slash co-chairman of Crawley Town FC, Preston Johnson. How are you doing, Preston? I am doing well. How have you been? How's the week? It's been good. I mean, it's. Uh, I feel like last week I fully kind of reintegrated back into New York. Uh, I, I don't understand how people go back and forth between different countries and time zones without like needing an entire week to readjust to just in time for you to go back in like two and a half weeks. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I miss it though. I, I do miss the UK. It's really nice to be with my wife. We're doing um, IVF right now. And so we've been not doing stand up and not like socializing. So it's like been the month long break that we've needed, but nice. uh, that comes with its own, uh, interesting factors <laughs> like uh pumping your wife full of hormones um she's doing great though she's doing really I'm good glad, i'm and, glad to hear it we're, we're rooting for you though on that front for real thank you yeah we need uh we need to sell all those um we need to sell all those child size crawley jerseys and so i want to be part of the solution one baby at a time one baby at a time yeah i appreciate um, the dedication but yeah it's um it's been a good week for me as like just a it was hard to watch Arsenal lose as bad as they did to Manchester. It felt like we just got like completely like unraveled. But Champions League is back and I've been watching those games on the Wagme watches with some friends and also like friends slash uh Wagme people. And then um I I was really happy with the way we played against Salford last week. I, I thought we really like, I mean, I think we could have played better, but at the same time, given what we were working with, which is a bunch of guys that are still only a month into really knowing each other professionally and somebody like Caleb, who literally, I think he did, he train Friday in Manchester and that was his first training day. Yep, for him and Tom. And Tom played pretty well for most of the game. I think he got tired out at the end. But in general, yeah, those guys had just had the one day and then jumped into it. And I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, you could see a little bit of the chaotic nature of like a kind of, I don't want to say thrown together, but a newly assembled team, especially with like having a bunch of players that we really haven't had for the majority of the season because of injuries. But like you could just see the difference so much with having like when Caleb came on and we had Ludwig and Caleb, it was like just that height itself. We just felt like a bigger team all of a sudden having two guys over six foot. Yeah. Caleb six, three. So he'll be our like our tallest target man up front. He's also going to be one of our fastest anyway as well. So he's a, he's a big get. I mean, honestly, people we talked to, even when we were in the midst of trying to finalize it, um, even couldn't even believe the name was like in the mix as a possibility. So that's someone that we hope um, helps us solve some of our attacking vulnerabilities. And, uh, you know, we have to be better on that front. I think just, you know, again, for example, we find we tied the game. We finally scored a set piece goal, which is great. Mm -hmm. But then the next 35 minutes, we didn't even get a chance or a shot. So uh, it's one of those things where you, you, you can't be content either. Right. We always are looking to improve. So um, I will say this reverting back a little bit to EPL because, uh, you mentioned it, and I've told people this because it's true. Um, I didn't grow up following soccer here in the United States or football anywhere else, really, until I moved to Portugal for a few years, and then I got into it quite a bit and been following Portuguese teams. But I've never had an EPL team, but I've been slowly this year. I you know I wanted to like 
commit have been watching two or three games a weekend, probably mm-hmm. up to 15 or so total now that I've watched. And I think I mentioned this to you the other day, but I'm like kind of slowly coming out of the closet as a Spurs fan, which is unfortunate, but I've watched three of their games now. Yeah, I mean uh, it's too bad. And it's I too bad. I don't know what it is, but I'm just I'm just jumping on board. So it's uh, gonna yeah. end our our relationship. Uh, yeah, no no more box seats at Arsenal. Yeah, although that that's... wasn't supposed to be public, but yeah, we may have done that. One yeah, we time. may have done that. Although the person that invited us said flat out that he was a Chelsea fan. Um, that is true. But, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's fine. I'm actually I I think I'm a pretty good arsenal fan i obviously don't have the culture and like the history behind it um but i i know my team and i i know the ethos and i know some of the history but i'm not one of these people that like i've always kind of secretly like liked watching tottenham i i I want to have a rival i think that's fun but like that's a good team harry kane sunny it's it's fun and exciting but also uh, there's something i respect about how uh how do i articulate it the fans are just like they've they know how uh frustrating of a run it's been for them and how like um there's a word i'm trying to look for i can't find it so it's a good time to forget words when you're recording a podcast but they Mm -hmm. they just feel so beaten up over the last run but then they embrace it and it's like almost like they're this underdog in a sense even though they're not because they're still tottenham so it's um kind of a good kind of uh it's an easy one to relate to in a sense and to try to just like jump on board and root with these fans that feel like they've just been depressed and hampered for the last, I'm not sure how many years it's been since they really um, won the league, but I think they've only won it twice ever. So yeah, it's uh, been a while. while. I mean, I don't think, I think they've, you know, it's, they've been top four for a while now and they've been in the champion league, champions league for a little bit. They won today against Marseille. I think I know in the, in the last, 10 minutes of the game they really yeah, they like twice because yeah. marseille is my is my league un team and uh i was like watching uh-huh. the whole time being like oh cool, cool oh that's cool. why you wanted to go see them play i know you had mentioned it when we were there last yeah i mean so as just a football fan and this is like another reason why i kind of like would probably infuriate most fans is mm-hmm. like I want to watch the teams and I like, I want to follow specific teams, but I also want the experience. Like I want to go to the different stadiums and I don't really care as much about who's playing who at that point. Like I want to go to the velodrome and I want to see the crazy Marseille fans and I want to go to Parc de Prince and I want to see the crazy Paris fans. And I want to do that all around Europe. Like, it, you know, so like any kind of chance For to sure. see a Derby where people are like passionate and stuff. Cause we don't have that. Like, Subway series is the closest thing we have to it. It's in not New even York. close. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. There's probably like violence, but it's probably like unrelated to the actual game. Um, One of these trips, I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to take you to a, an FC Porto game. We'll, we'll fly to Porto in Portugal. I would love that's, that. The Dragões, that's my, my club over there that I've been following the longest. So we got it. We'll, we'll start making the tour around Europe. Yeah, I would love that. That's where, uh, isn't that where Mourinho got his his uh, start? Originally, yeah. That's so cool. Um, I would love to practice my Portuguese. Porque no falo bem português. Um, did my face just start breaking up? It's still Yeah, is. you're twitching out a little bit for me, but I don't know if that's just my connection. It might be yours. It's, um, I think what it is, here, I'm going to change my camera so it doesn't do this anymore. My, oh, so it's an effect I, you tried to do intentionally. No, um, my uh, c- 
computer is just not, it, it just can't hang. My computer can't hang with uh, the memory yeah. and stuff that it's taken to do this. So it's just like, sorry, everybody for the, I, if you've done anything with me in um, the world of Wag Me, then you know. Grassroots, that, uh, as they say, as you say. I'm going to have, it's it, it, at some point during the conversation, I'm going to glitch out or my computer is going to fail. It, it's happened I guess it's, every single I think live most stream. people just But listen the good news anyway. is, is I just did. In, yeah, well, I did invest. I got a new computer. I bought, I bought basically the strongest Apple, uh, Apple laptop that you can get. And anyways, this is probably boring for everybody who's... <laughs> This I think you're actually on a episode. delay now, too. By this the way, this is the episode. You're hearing really? me on like a, a like a two second delay. I noticed when I tried to speak last time. Yeah. So this is just more boring stuff for people. But oh, okay. we'll, we'll try to solve it after, but we'll we'll figure it out. Well, I hope it comes out okay. And if not, I don't. You know, I don't think uh, the double digits that are diehard owners box fans <laughs> um, right. will. Most of them, I think, hate listen. So that's a good. The thing. best part is if but, they get through this, they're in for an exciting uh, episode because we don't have a guest, and Andy's going to throw some heat my way, and I'm going to react, which should be pretty fun. Yeah, I wanted to say so. So this is what spurred this on, and I will get to it. Um, it's you said in, Spurs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, from now on, I'm just yeah. Thank you. Um. Of course, my computer's just like freezing now. That's great. Um, well, anyways, somebody responded to one of my tweets about the owner's box. And they basically were like, we don't need this, like from you, basically. they Somebody came on here and they were it, like- It reminds me of a time three days ago when I tweeted about American football. While I was watching a game with my dad during Labor Day weekend. And they're like, uh, can you focus on Crawley, please? And it's like 10.30 p.m. We had just drawn in with Salford and Kevin Betsy and everyone's going to sleep. And they were upset that I tweeted about uh, something else. So it's it's a similar fashion where we're kind of asking for it in an extent because we're so open and just front-facing as owners. Yeah. But like, I don't know, try to be a little realistic. Like we can record a podcast for 30 minutes a week. It's fun. And you always also get insight that, other owners aren't ever giving you or i'm allowed to tweet about other things you know i have a life so anyway yeah i, I thought it was exactly. interesting though when you see that type of reaction and the, the dynamics just crazy hold on one second i have to grab something before i jump into this jesus christ no it's a real shit show over here <laughs> no andy does a good job although the new computer he bought clearly with the most powerful or maybe it actually hasn't arrived yet that's what he was saying huh it hasn't Once arrived yet. Be good. Yeah. Okay. And I've literally I've been on I've been on the computer now for like four hours straight. And I just realized that my AirPods are dying, which is what I didn't want to happen mid pod. Mm. So that's what I'm fixing right now. But uh let's just get this plugged in. Yeah, I got the like the it's like ugly and heavy laptop. So it should be exciting, kind of it's perfect for when you're traveling so often and stuff. Well, I'm just like excited to be able to like do all the stuff that I've talked about doing. Um, I'm actually really anyways. excited for this next trip. As great as it is to be back home with family and stuff, but we have some cool items planned, and uh, I think it's going to be good. Hopefully, we'll start winning some games in the meantime. And October is going to be a good time. 
Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I just, I'm excited to get back into the action and just like be at Broadfield and stuff like that. But that's what this is about. And I want to make sure you can hear me. You can hear me. All right. Yep. We're good. Uh, so, you know, like there's been some pushback, obviously, uh, like performance wise, not ideal in a lot of ways. I think that, um, I had a really, really good conversation about an hour ago with Liam from the lower league look, and he's very supportive of us, which I was really like pleased to hear and not just the owner's box, but just like wag me in general and what we're doing at Crawley. And he said that, he said that, um, like the league needs this kind of thing and that there's also going to be like a certain aspect that like, no matter what we do, we are not going to make a lot of people happy. And for even, sure, even if we're doing all the right things, they're still going to find something to tell us that we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So to say that I say, I, I say that to like with a grain of salt, which is that like, I do think we can do this episode, which is like somewhat answering the internet but also like a little bit like, you know, it's like just to kind of clarify some things like so that what what made me have this idea was like somebody was like, we like uh, we should start like somebody told me we don't need this. They said we don't need the podcast that uh, we're doing in this very exact moment. And then another person said we should start a um, actually good um wag me uh crawley town podcast that's a good idea though yeah you should actually i mean the more the merrier you know we want to get the kind of the uh i mean e either there. way if he was taking a shot at us great idea if he was i think he was maybe my interpretation is he was saying that crawley town doesn't really have a local football podcast talking crawley and at least one that's actually good and so that was i think the intent they yeah. want to actually start a Crawley Town FC. I mean, podcast, it hurt my which, feelings, but that doesn't matter. But you're not, I mean, okay. It's okay. I, I'm I, not, I got used to it over the years, man. Being you should be used to it too. You do stuff in public. I guess it's yeah. about your feelings though it's, when it comes But people don't fans. say like you shouldn't do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually do good stand up. Yeah. yeah, like somebody should go like I don't I mean, I've definitely been on stage and somebody in the audience was like say something funny and that, you know. That hurts, yeah. but um, so I think we should start with the goat of all trolls for us. All right, let's run into is, it. again. I have not seen these. Outside there is an of, account, coincidentally, I saw, and it is um, kind of a they they've changed the, the WF switch one. Yeah, so it's okay. it's yeah, you don't have basically, to basically. Uh, well, we can just say it. It's fuck wag me. Um, is they did it in a it clever is. way. Yeah, the other way um, around. Yeah. But uh, so this guy kind of always has an answer to whatever we tweet, especially if it's positive. And one thing that he wanted to say was we didn't beat Portsmouth last week. We drew. And that's why we didn't get three points. But uh, Peter Bellamy actually echoed my sentiment, which was we won the penalties. So we did actually win in the sense that we got more points than our competitor. But. This is something I'm getting to a point, which is this is something I was talking to with um, Liam, which was that this uh, Mr. Walk, it, it comes out like a. Yeah, that's why I said you don't have to say it. Let's just continue. say WF. Um, yeah. WF said 
our, he, he quoted me, he said, our style lends itself to a high caliber of football. We beat Fulham reserves for fuck's sakes. And so I, this is what I was talking to Liam about, which is that like, I do think that one of the problems with our start has been that we have this coach who is an innovator and he's young and he's, he's played at this very high level of football. And I think that league two can be somewhat of like a, like, uh, you know, like a Thunderdome to a little bit. Like it's a really physical long ball league with a lot of times it's not about the passing or the kind of the movement of the ball. Rather it's about who's the strongest guy to win the ball in the air and get the closest to the goal and then take a shot. And Liam was saying like, exactly. Like he said, that's exactly my, my thing that I would, I would say about your guys' start, which is that like, he thinks a lot of guys that play in our league, a lot of teams in our league play anti-football is what he described it as, which is that it's not really about ball movement. It's not really about passing. It's about just basically like keeping kind of like, uh, what's the term? Like sheltering in place, essentially, just like guarding your goal and then kicking long balls and hoping your guy and so it's like if if we're not playing football against somebody, we're just trying to win them physically, then that doesn't really like matter about our style because then it just comes down to brute strength. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. I can get to the end of this pretty quickly if you want me to take over. Yeah, take take okay. over. So I think the general philosophical thesis here at hand is potentially correct, right? When you're playing against other clubs that play a similar style that's more conducive to playing out of the back possession-based football, um, it's maybe similar to why we had success in some of the friendlies against bigger competition. Um, I think in general, that could be a fair observation. The difference here is that we did not play that way against Fulham at all. In fact, we wanted to increase variance. We pressured the hell out of them in the final third with five or six up front. And we only had long balls and trying to get direct shots and try to capitalize on the few opportunities that we did have. Uh, I think you see the possession in that game was something like 37%. Since then, again, this being because we're so injured at center back, we have nobody that can play the style Kevin wants to play out of the back. Corey's just been launching long balls and our possession's been 40% the last two matches since Fulham, or three matches since Fulham, I think. So between Fulham, Portsmouth, Rochdale, and Salford, they're all like around the 40% range. We have, we've been playing long ball style. We, have, we actually haven't lost any of those games either. So it's interesting. But so I would say in general, his his observation is probably correct. Although if you actually watch Portsmouth and Fulham, we didn't have possession much at all because we can't play that way when Toby's hurt, Dion's hurt, um, and then George has been hurt. Who are we're going to be our, our top or were our starting three out of the back uh, center back and our keeper Ellery who got hurt in the first half of his first game. On top of that, being someone that as a keeper can play at his feet and play out of the back, so we haven't been playing that style anyways, and it's yeah. been difficult trying to solve how do we get more opportunities and goals playing long balls. When we're not as tall or have target men up front, which is part of the reason Caleb's coming over, right? And has come in and hopefully should help on that front. So um, I would say in general, that is probably a correct assessment. I don't think it's correct in our case because we did not play that like possession Betsy style ball the last four, especially against Fulham. We went out of our way not to, especially because they were going to expect us to. Um, so that was part of the strategy going into that game. I was um, in all of those meetings preparing and, and heading into it. And it was, um, Definitely, like, how do we increase 
variance the most against a team that's so much better than us and how can we capitalize on it and it was we know how they're going to play which is out of the back so let's pressure the heck out of them especially with midfielders and forwards that are younger and might make mistakes and might not capitalize on our pressure and then two how do we get the ball to be near and around the box where we could get lucky a few times and that's what we did so i mean basically like i said that you know we, we we play a better football we play a better level of football when we play people that have a similar style of play but what you're telling me is that we didn't actually play that style of football we haven't played we... that style in four games yeah well i guess that um kind of breaks my thesis but it also supports it which is that <laughs> you know it's it, it's just hard because it's like um i don't this can go on to the next thing, which is like, this has all been in kind of a chain of like, this is basically in response to the last podcast, um, these last few tweets that I've read. There was another one and it said, um, this is from Ryan and Ryan is, uh, I don't need to say his at because I don't want to get him like, you know, pointed out or anything. But he said, we genuinely don't care about this. Fix the mess you've created. Our club is not your experiment. And this is something where I get defensive because as an outside person who has kind of like grown to care a lot about this club and also grown to care a lot about the people involved, I don't really see like a laboratory kind of approach to this kind of football. Like I see you guys looking at data and resumes and saying, who are the best people in this league or at this level that we can uh, to, that we can get to improve our chances of winning and i don't really i don't like i think there was a really big pushback from saying that we were going to let coin holders kind of hold a vote on formation and tactics and things like that but besides literally floating that idea and never implementing it we haven't done anything that has been like revolutionary Experimental. Yeah. yeah, like I, I look at the way you those guys... ones, honestly, they don't bug me. If you think we're in a laboratory hiring an actual full time goalkeeper coach, an actual strength of conditioning coach that has past experience, hiring an actual video analyst, hiring an actual nutritionist, hiring an actual chef, actually advising and subscribing to tools and data that are helpful for clubs and staff and managers to make optimal decisions, actually getting more players, actually implementing a B team. Like if that's an experiment, like I, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. We're investing resources into your club and the community. And because we've had a slow start in league, they're having the reaction they're having. We've ruined it all. But like, we, we really haven't. We haven't done anything experimental outside of we did an NFT drop. It was really unique. It also was successful and brought more money to the club and the yeah. community, which has in yeah. turn been spent on the club and the community. So it's, I don't know, that, that one like really doesn't bug me. It's like the guy who was mad that I was tweeting about an American football game that I was watching with my dad on Labor Day weekend. It's just like, some of these are just so outlandish and unrealistic. I know some people think that we have done a great job in the sense of the amount of commitment and, and the resources we put into their club. Do they prefer that we'd be winning games? And we, do we need to do a better job of finding those results? Of course. But it doesn't mean that we've absolutely like used this as some experiment that we've now, you know, taken advantage of or, or taken for granted. I mean, we're, we're trying to do things the right way, which is one of the reasons why you have guys like from lower league look or others that have been, um, you know, reporters and journalists have been really actually positive with everything in the decisions we've made since. And we've been, you know, there's been shout outs on random podcasts before you quote, you sent me one about a week, week and a half ago. Um, 
in in general they they've been really um on the other side of where they were skeptical when we acquired versus like wow these are all the things they've done they appointed kevin and i know that one podcast you might remember the name but they were like i hope they give kevin a real shot um because you know it was like four or five games in and we we hadn't started well and it was anyways because they were like honestly they've been more impressive on everything they've done to this point than i ever would have anticipated so it just depends on the crowd um but I, that one yeah, it does it doesn't bug me there's going to be a few of those people but uh it's honestly i think everything we've done has been with the intent of creating a sustainable model that crawley town football club can win at not only league two level long term but like league one or potentially championship one day like that's this what this is what this is about it isn't some experiment what have we done that's an experiment like you said we had one fan decision to sign one more player before um the transfer window over the summer and we've done an nft drop and I think, and we, and and we like actually go as owners and care and like are ingrained in the town and the culture and like trying to be a part of this and helpful. Whereas like another reason why that comment bugged me over the weekend a little bit, if there was one thing that bugged me again, I was like, it's so unrealistic about, I'm not allowed to tweet about watching a football game, American football to my dad. Yeah. Like that's just so crazy. But the one thing that did bug me is like how many owners are just hiding behind the scenes and you see them once or twice a year, if that. Yeah. So they'll, he, it's like, it's like they've gotten this impression that almost like I'm an employee of the club. And so therefore I should be working and focusing about how many owners are employees of their clubs. Like they're not even in the realm of being front facing at all. And so, um, that bugged me a little bit. Cause it's like, I've gone out of my way to try to be there for the yeah. club and yeah. leaving my wife and three kids, right. Multiple times this year to live away from them. And so for him to think like, Oh, I'm not doing enough. That part did bug me a little bit. So just wanted to, I guess, add that because that that one it's like, yeah, and I think come on, be, be, you got to be more fair than that. I think, um, you know, like obviously, like the counter argument they're going to say was, oh, well, you bought the club, and so that's what you signed up for. But at the same time, it's like, right, but every other owner just hires their own people to do it for them. Yeah, and also like, which we've also hired people to do. Your former, the former owner didn't come to the stadium more than once a year and wasn't very involved. It was an investment, and I'm not trying to speak ill of somebody but i'm no, just that's saying, how it always that's how it is for 95 plus percent of owners yeah so and for i him think to expect that i can't tweet about something yeah yeah like so and i beyond i get that this means a lot and it's meant a lot to these people for a long time but as somebody who's just seeing this from the outside and i can kind of look at it somewhat objectively i know that i'm aligned with one side specifically but um yeah i just i i don't i don't see the experiment and if you actually like one thing that I saw this last week, and this is going to come off like this whole thing is going to come off as very like us like being defensive or something like that. But I, I, I do think that there's like a lot of people were really upset about the Quezzy loan. And I get I get that one. I, I totally get, that, get that. But at the same time, they made it sound like we hadn't invested in any kind of like offensive goal scoring people. We right. It, we it's hired. all about or it's order of operations, Andy. I talked about this with someone privately that day. I totally get why people were upset about the Quezzy situation. And then the club announced Tom Fellows, which everyone was upset. Oh, another young loan, which, by the way, you get seven shots on loans. I don't know. Do you guys not want James Balaguzzi playing for your team? Like, we're going to take all seven cheap or free loan shots we can. So I know some of the fans are upset we even brought some of them in. But Quezzy going out, I totally get connection with the club. He did lead the team and scoring last season right with in goals um but that's the most recent thing and then they think well who, who's going to replace him 
like we signed Dom Telford. Yeah, we, and we got we David Bermang. And then the we did highest. end up bringing in Caleb anyway, too, who's like a massive pedigree name with huge upside. So, yeah. uh, it's, it, but it, you can't just think of like what happened recently and, oh, but did they rep- really, if you, what you're asking is, would you rather have Quezzy or Dom? If you really want to get down to the nitty gritty of like a swap, it wasn't Quezzy for Tom Fellows because that's the two announcements in the last hour. It's like you got to think bigger picture on where the actual resources have gone. It's not like we didn't. And, and we re-signed Crawley Guy, local, somewhat local, Ashley Addison. We brought him back over. And he's, I mean, like, it's not like we haven't put some, some uh, thought and in, in process and in, in decision making there. So it's uh, the, the, the emotional connection, though, never will argue against why people are upset about Quezzy. Um, But to be upset because we hadn't replaced him is not really a, a sound argument. Yeah, we, we. I mean, we did 17 signings or transfers leading into transfer day. So I think that's pretty good due diligence. Um, now, having said that, I mean, I don't want this to all be like, here's what you said, here's why you're wrong. But I do want people to... Oh, know. I want it to be that. Okay, good. Well, then we can do that. Um, <laughs> one thing that uh, Mr. WF came at me with last week was... Um, um, he gave a preview for the Salford game and he said, uh, Salford V Crawley town, a preview. I hope I'm wrong, but I think this might be our biggest defeat of the season. Salford have a similar style of play to what Betsy is trying to implement, but make more passes and move the ball a lot quicker. And then he literally, he did, I think there's five tweets where he uses analytics. I mean, like this guy really should be applying for a job with us for yeah, let's hire him. He just needs to change his name. But other than that, we can we can bring him in. I think we know who he is, right? I think uh I have no idea. Eben said that I think he knows I think he saw him in line getting beers. Um but you know it's interesting because I think you know well, I mean his point about Salford is totally right. He uh I mean, for one, we were priced like the betting markets had us almost four to one to win that game outright. Like it was the biggest underdog we've been yet. Salford obviously has been in great form and they also have been one of the healthier clubs to date. And so they got to the back. That's, that's the way they play. And um, it is a similar style and they just are more uh, equipped currently with their center backs to, to pull it off. Um, but I'm curious what the other I don't know if you're going to list off any of the other analytics or tweets that he gave. But in general, is consensus on average Salford was of league games the toughest um, spot for us it was we were the biggest underdogs I mean he ended up being incorrect because the result ended up being a draw which is great for us in that sense but um, in theory yeah that was probably the game in a vacuum that we lose more frequently than any of the others yeah I mean I just think he was basically saying this will be a very tough team a very tough game against a team that plays a very similar style but Whatever happens, we'll see basically what what our style of play looks like being played correctly. And you know, I my my initial assessment after watching for seven minutes was that we needed to be high pressing and pressuring more because they do play that style. They do try to play out of the back, and we weren't as aggressive as I think we should have been. Um, so that, I mean that and that obviously in turn, if we're able to create opportunities in their third because we're pressing. Um, create turnovers which create the opportunities to actually score goals which is what we're trying to uh, improve on so uh, i in, totally agree with him and his assessment of sulfur they're a really really sound squad they did lose their thomas they had just sold him to uh, another club their top store yeah and so 
they probably weren't as strong up front as like they had been the previous games, which plays some role, but they also used some of that money. And I think they brought in two or three new guys on transfer day. So uh, on the, on the close. Um, and going anyways, back yeah. really quick for a second, I just want to say the, the podcast that you mentioned earlier is the heavens devils podcast, which is yes. the official the forest, uh, green. forest green podcast. And those guys have been super helpful. Um, they've reached out um, and they actually, they are, they are the official uh, Forest Green podcast, but they are based in New York City, and they have a weekly watch party at a pub in New York City, and the pub has the I Follow Pass. I mean, I think it's probably one of the... I can't imagine there's more than five yeah, pub-based I Follow, I Follow <laughs> Passes. And so, shout out to those guys. I'm definitely going to be joining them. Uh, I, it might be this Saturday I might join them because uh, Lee will be at the stadium doing the live stream and um i would love to watch with like-minded um fans uh and i guess um you know i i've reported on a few of these things i you know obviously there's going to be just a lot of like i i think the main thing i wanted to talk about was like a the experiment idea that we're somehow experimenting and um yeah the but I, I think that we should probably talk about it just because this is like, you know, the quasi thing was quite upsetting for a lot of fans. And I get that. Like, if you have your favorite player, I hate it every time one of my favorite players leaves my club, especially if it's not done on, like, you know, their terms necessarily. Like, it's not that quasi didn't have any kind of say, but it's like, I would have liked to have seen him play as long as he, he could. I mean, I don't know how much I'm supposed to say or not. I mean, he, he did end up having... Uh, a little bit of say in the sense that, uh, you know, separate subject, w whatever you think about the manager or not, doesn't matter. But our manager, you know, had didn't have Quezzy in the mix. He wasn't going to be on the squad on the list of 22. So and Quezzy doesn't want to play for the B squad. He can go play football. He's still good enough to go play elsewhere, right? Yeah. We needed to um, optimize for bigger, taller target men up front to play along with Tom and Dom. That's what we did. That was our focus. Uh, and from there, it was like, do you want to go for, for, for two sides? One, better for Quezzy to go play football at League Two somewhere. And two, the club gets to get some of the money for that loan, which in turn helps the club. So it's better yeah. than him just sitting in the B squad, not playing. And, you know, no, it, yeah. it's, it was a lose lose in that situation. So in theory, if you're thinking like, you know, business, I guess, this is like a stupid term, but just in, in for the sake of Quezzy's. Um, football career it was actually the the best thing for both sides now whether you agree with that or not or disagree or not with the manager that's up to your you, everyone's entitled to their opinion but from from our view that was like an obvious decision in that sense yeah i wasn't really like i i just was like saying like you know i wanted to answer basically like the experiment and um kind of like you know like i think to some extent like we're never like, like Liam was saying, there's going to be people that hate us. He was basically like, I talked to Liam about the video, you know, like the, the, the video that we will not mention or whatever. And Liam mm -hmm. said that he a hundred percent supported us. He said that that was, he said that if anybody else would have done that, it would have been, it would have rolled off fine. It would have not have been a big it's deal. It was us. But because it, because it's this American NFT group, we don't get to say those kind of things because you know we're already enemy number one to this yeah. kind of sacred institution that is the american the thing is so like 
Eben and I are American, but and I've said this before on other shows, but there are a lot of people that are not American in our group. And, and there's also six or seven like in London locally. And also uh like every single EF or EPL team is now owned by an American group. So um, you know, that's kind of old news. But um I guess what I wanted to talk about a, Yeah, uh, get into your last thought, but I was just gonna add, you know, every we basically we we go a few weeks and then we do something everyone hates, and we go a few weeks and we do something everyone hates. Um I'll just say there there may or may not be something in the works that everyone will and I know with absolute certainty locally, just UK footballers in general, um, dislike, may or may not do it. We're still deciding, but uh people can gear up for one and uh this one's a risk that's probably worth taking. So we will we will know shortly. People can I know this one too, and I'm excited yeah. about it. And do you will don't DM me and ask me to tell you what it is. <laughs> but you are going to get angry if you're have a if you have a Twitter page d- directly dedicated to hating us. Um, yeah, that's true. Those people will hate us. Yeah, and they're going to hate us no matter what. Even if we're winning, they're going to find something to hate. The pies aren't warm enough at the T bar. Um, but um, the last thing I want to talk about was, I guess, kind of y- y- that's a perfect lead into it. So. I actually missed the 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 notion, whatever the announcement that we would be giving over somewhat of a tactical vote away, where everybody kind of got this idea of the experiment. But do you want to just elaborate on that, just to kind of like sure. clarify that? Because I think a lot of people think that we're basically saying like NFT voters are going to get to control the way we play the game. And oh. before you even go into got that, it. I think we need to remind everybody that the NFT vote vote is always 50% of yeah, the vote. It's half, yeah, the season ticket holders would have had half of the vote anyway. So it would have just been a no vote if they were that, uh, you know, against it. So it was like, and based on the sentiment, it seemed like that would be the case. So then it was like, what's the point? But we floated it on that like town hall that we had done uh, last week. And the only reason we floated it, to be completely honest, and again, we're pretty open and transparent for owners. I'll let you guys on an inside look. All we heard the whole year is like meaningless pizza games. This is left and right from fans, really, or whatever, you know, that's what they say. And then we actually went into the game, you know, and working with Kevin on deciding, like, we need to focus and prioritize league games. We're going to rest some of our bodies within the rules and regulations of the, the Papa John's trophy and everything. And the amount of times we had like changed who was actually going to be playing that 11, starting 11 for the squad was was a lot and also pretty insignificant as far as not only the fans, but just as a club, we needed to prioritize the non pizza games, especially the league games. And so after then winning it in the penalties, whether you want to count it as one and a half wins or whatever, half a win or one win, we ended up beating them. We had more goals than them at the end of the day. Um, And it was like, wow, okay, that was fun. Like maybe people would enjoy if Kevin approved three starting 11s because I saw him go through like seven the day before mm-hmm. three. And then everyone gets to pick out of the three. If he, uh, well, initially it was four. And then I said, okay, well, if people are upset. You can have a fourth option. That's just like no vote. So we'd have like three plus a, just let Kevin decide option. Um, it's not like we were picking every single player and where they'd play. And like, even to the detail, it was going to be very like Kevin approved three formations for the Wimbledon game. Uh, I believe it was. So, uh, anyways, but like it's not like we don't listen to the people, you know. So I, it was pretty 
quickly by the end of the night. I just, uh, it was the day before transfer window deadline. So I actually stayed up all night. Too bad I wasn't watching American football with my dad. I stayed up all night so that I was awake during the UK hours. Uh, and so I think I put it in discord and announced, you know, like midnight Pacific time here. Um, the change. So it was like half of a day. And then, you know, I listened, we heard people totally fine and we just move on. Um, there's people who sometimes will float ideas by first to see what their reaction is that are local fans. Uh, we didn't on this one just because everyone said the pizza games were meaningless. And then now they're the most important games in the world when Kevin has three approved 11 11s for us to pick from. So um, I respect the opinions. So in the end, it was easy to just say, okay, fine, never mind. It's like, we're not going to ever force stuff on the fans. They don't want it except maybe this next thing in two weeks that I can't talk about yet. Yeah. It's that, uh, we're gonna, it's all, all of us are going to play me, you, what position would you play? If you played, I forget you told me before, probably play a right midfielder, play a wing. Okay. Um, that's where I play when I play, I either play defense, right, right back or right midfield. But I you know the you know, you know the you know the bench players that they get up during the game and they like run up and down the side of the pitch. Yeah. And they're wearing like the special like purple or bright pink like pullover bib jersey thing shirt. Um, but then they never get in the game. That that's what I would play is, is that that position. You would just be the warm up guy. Yeah, yeah. It looks like oh I'm getting, you know, warmed up, ready to go, but you'd never get game time or real action. That would be like optimal for, for myself. Kind of a it's kind of a good setup. You just run up and down the field a little bit, and then you kind of yeah. get a little exercise in. <laughs> no pressure. People are like, oh, he's finally going to get some run today, and then you never do. But you know deep down that you're not going to play anyway. You're just, yeah, it's all for show. Um, well, you have to bounce. I saw, I saw a sign. I have to bounce, yeah. I think it's time to do our IVF shots. But um, I just want to say that, you know, this may not be uh, necessary for some of the diehard Crawley fans, but um, we do this because we're trying to be transparent in the way that we run this club. And I don't run the club, but I say that as we being wag me. And, you know, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of owners out there that take, a min- you know, as, as much of a micro kind of look at the criticisms and you know, like I'm seeing all of it and I'm not an owner and I'm, you know, I'm barely an employee. And, uh, so I just, I, I just want to say that if you've made it through this entire episode, um, that, you know, it's like there is intention and, uh, we hear you and, uh, you know, this isn't an experiment. I think that there's been a lot of thoughtfulness that went into this. And I can say that as somebody really from, kind of the outside because I've been watching it and uh you know like I was a full-time stand-up comic until I came across Crawley Town and I saw what you guys were doing here and I really wanted to dedicate a bunch of time to it so I I say that like uh sincerely that I think that um and I also would not have signed on to do something that was like let's just mess with this British town yeah and, you know that wouldn't have been something that I would have enjoyed doing so Having said that, um, do you have any closing words other than no? Appreciate your support, and I honestly do appreciate all of the feedback, even the outlander stuff, because it at least gives me general perspective on where people's minds and heads are at. Um, which I 
you know, sometimes it hurts, like you said, or maybe your feelings get hurt a little bit, but in, in the end, it, it is helpful and criticism is positive for, for us to figure out um, the best ways to approach things and, and go about what we're trying to do here, which is win games, get promoted and, you know, grow a sustainable professional club that's ambitious and maybe yeah, doing a few things a little bit differently, but mostly just doing things at a professional level that a lot of League Two teams can't afford to. Yeah, but all the players going forward are going to wear skirts so that'll be i mean whatever yeah, we'll the kilts yeah yeah they're gonna wear kilts for for now on but we'll bring that up later that's our yeah, that's our alternate kit this year yeah. <laughs> well thanks preston uh go make sure your son is uh safe downstairs and uh i'll Will see do. you in a couple of weeks let's Appreciate go it, uh come on you reds let's be gillingham first one of the season <laughs>